Entrepreneur MBA podcast purpose is to help existing business owners grow their companies past the $10 million in revenue per year benchmark. Here is your host, Stephen Halasnik. Welcome, everyone. My name is Stephen Halastic, and I'm co-founder of Financing Solutions. Financing Solutions provides easy-to-set-up lines of credit for small businesses, and I will be your host today for the Entrepreneur MBA podcast. If you are interested in learning more about a business line of credit, which I completely recommend, not just because it's my company, because I've always had a line of credit for my businesses just in case. I really believe in it. Um, it's one of the main reasons why I have financing solutions. I just really believe in what we do. Uh, just visit our website at fscreditline.com. That's FS as in financing solutions, creditline.com. You can get a free quote there. Uh, we don't run a credit check for the quote or anything like that. Over the last 25 years, I've built six companies in the $5 million to $25 million range, including two companies on the Inc. 500 fastest growing companies in the United States. I love learning from people with business experience, and today I'm very excited to be speaking with Tim Parkin from Parkin Consulting. Tim is a global consultant, advisor, and coach to marketing executives of many world-renowned brands. He specializes in helping marketing teams optimize performances, accelerate growth, and maximize their returns. By applying more than 20 years of experience merging behavioral psychology and technology seamlessly, Tim has unlocked rapid and dramatic growth for global brands and award-winning agencies alike. Tim, welcome to today's Entrepreneur MBA podcast. Hey, Stephen. Thanks so much. I'm happy to be here. You know, when I do these podcasts, I, you know, I don't always look, you know, I only look at the guests, what's coming up the, that like the night before that day. And depending on the topic, I get, you know, I get excited. Uh, so this topic, I was excited about it because I just really believe in it. Um, today's topic is finding your marketing silver bullet that grows your business. Um, you know, and the, the topic in many regards is my, like my business partner, uh, Keith, uh, he's always saying to me, uh, uh, Steven, there, there isn't a silver bullet in business. Uh, but I'm just on this constant quest to find that silver bullet uh, rather it be in a niche of what we're in, niche in marketing. Uh, so I, although he says it and I get what he's saying, I still am always looking for that silver bullet. Do you think there is a silver bullet in marketing? I think we're all always looking for it, right? That's the, that's the joy of the adventure, of the hunt. We, we hope to find it one day. And while I don't think there is necessarily a specific silver bullet that applies to everybody, I do believe that for each of our individual businesses, there is what I would call the critical path, which is similar to a silver bullet. It's, it's the path that works for us, for our audiences, for our customers, for our niche. So I do believe there is a critical path, but perhaps not one silver bullet that, that works for everybody the same way. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I think for the businesses, I think when it comes to marketing, he wasn't exactly saying that, uh, you know, I, he, but, you know, I think of all the businesses I work on, uh, I've had. I am, I have, the reason why they've been successful, okay? And, you know, let me define what success is in my mind. Success is, is a business that allows you to uh, make great money, that allows you to stay self-employed, and allows you to work the hours that relatively you want to work, right? And that's, so all the businesses I've had have been that way. Now, 
I wouldn't exactly, I, you know, I haven't built a hundred million dollar business, but let me come back to the idea that on every single one of those businesses, the reason they were successful was I found the marketing silver bullet. Right. And I think most people, and I've said this on other podcasts, think that, oh, if I just provide great service or I have a great product, I know, Tim, you would agree. It all comes down to marketing. It's all about marketing, Stephen. Absolutely. And this is what most big companies that I work with miss. You know, they try to add on marketing to the company afterwards. We build Why? a product, we build a company, and then let's do some marketing and hope it works. Marketing has to be at the core of what you do. And, and you know this, given your track record of success, that it's all about marketing, as you said. And if you can't master marketing, if you can't find what works for you, you won't be successful and you'll struggle and have so many roadblocks. It's all about marketing. It all comes back to marketing. It just blows my mind. Why do people think that they can have a business and not spend the majority, not, not even the majority of time, ha, ha, figure out the marketing? Why do they think that way? Well, I'm a big fan of shows like Shark Tank and the original Dragon's Den. And if you watch these shows, it's the entrepreneur's dilemma, the entrepreneur's problem. They have a good idea. They make what they think is a great product, uh, but they've never field tested it with marketing. And so when they go to pitch it, when they go to put it on the market, that's when you hit the real world. That's when you hit real customers and you realize there's a flaw in your thinking or the product needs to be improved or you have to be better at communicating the value and the benefits. And most entrepreneurs, as you know, are not marketers. They don't have the experience in marketing. They don't know how to market. They think that what they're doing and what they've created is valuable and wonderful. And it probably is. But until you can convince other people of that, until you can get other people on board and excited about it, which is what marketing is, you have no chance of growing and becoming a massive, successful, a booming company. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. I think, you know, one of the advantages I have is I know my strength and my strength is marketing. Okay, so 95% of my time is spent in marketing. Now, I haven't always had a business partner. The last two companies I have, and I, I, he's a fantastic business partner. I think it's one of the, well, I think it's one of the key reasons why we've been able to get over the $20 million mark. But, um, but, I've also never been the person who's, in most cases, worked in the business. I've always done a good job of working on the business. So it frees me up of the time. And so I, even when I didn't have a business partner who took care of the back oper operations type of stuff, I still put a large majority of my time in marketing. And uh, so I really believe in it. So let's transition to the idea about let let listen. If you're if you're listening to this podcast right now, it's probably a safe assumption that you're not very good at marketing, right? So, what would you tell somebody who says, you know, I have a great product or a great service, but you know, nobody knows about us. We're not driving sales. I hear I get great reviews on my product or service, but we're just not growing. What would you tell that person? Well, I think you just hit on it, Stephen, when you said about how you focus so much time on marketing. Marketing is a process more than anything else. I think a lot of people have a misconception that marketing is a fancy billboard or a fancy logo or some catchy message or saying that you use when you tell people about your product. Marketing is a process. And as a process, it involves testing and finding out what works for you, but it also involves consistency. You can't do marketing today and then stop and then in a couple of months do some more marketing. You have to be marketing every day. And as you said, you spent a lot of your time, most of your time on marketing. So marketing is a process. 
And that's the first thing that entrepreneurs and business owners need to understand is this isn't something you can outsource to an agency and say, we have someone handling our marketing for us. No, you need to be the one responsible for your marketing. You need to be involved in it daily. And you have to understand this is a machine that you're tweaking and tuning every single day. It's a process and it's a continuing process that never ends. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, like, I mean, just to give everybody insight, I am constantly, so I'm looking for that silver bullet. So that means, what does that mean? That means the, the marketing that is going to bring potential clients to us that closes, that produce clients that make me good money, that, uh, that doesn't cost me, that makes more money than it costs me. Okay, in the marketing. So it's about trying new things and measuring it and trying new things and measuring it. So I agree with you. It's like it is. Listen, it is a full time job for me. And, uh, you know, I have to really enjoy it. But I mean, I it must be really hard for somebody who's like an engineer by training, somebody who's an operations person, somebody who just loves customers and loves meeting in front of them. To say, hey, now you got to spend over fifty percent of your time on marketing. I almost think that. Listen, I think Tim that they either need a coach to hold them accountable, right? Like, which is what you do, right? Or you need I you need to hire an agency. And I know you know. Listen, if you're under five million, that's tough to do. Yeah. Right. Uh, although that person should be paying for themselves, or hire an individual consultant who who you say is. We need to figure out this marketing, which is probably the either the coach or the or the individual consultants probably the way to go. If you can't make that turn yourself, which you know, what would you say to that? Absolutely, I think you're right. You need help. I mean, there's no doubt about that. And I think what you said is really interesting because you know my background is not in marketing. I didn't go to school for marketing. I don't have any. I never had a corporate job in marketing. I actually was an engineer myself. I was a software developer. And what I saw is exactly what we started off this podcast by saying. I was helping companies build really interesting, innovative products, but then they would have no customers. And I would spend all my time working really hard building these really cool products from a software perspective. And I realized they don't have a software problem, they have a marketing problem. You know, they can't get people interested in to buy this. And that's what got me excited about marketing is let me solve this problem and figure this out. So I think that if you get excited about it, if you really care about customers, you can learn this, but it does take your focus. And you know, you asked before, I would, I would say there's three steps if you're struggling with marketing that you should take at a fundamental level. The first is to look at where your most successful customers have come from. You know, what marketing activities did you do? How did they come to find about, out about you? Where did you get them from? The second is you absolutely need to get social proof. You need testimonials. You need reviews. Nowadays, you need video testimonials. You need case studies. You need stuff that you can show other people and say, look, it's not just me saying how great we are. We have a, an array of customers who have been thrilled with us. And then take those so, that social proof, those testimonials, and go back to those same channels that you discovered are the best channels and find more customers there. You know, fish where the fish are hungry and where they're actually at. Too often we try to chase new tactics. You know, you hear something about AI now is going to take over or uh, Facebook ads are dying and no longer effective or now you should try Google ads. You know, stick with what works first. Get that really nailed down and refined and then try to expand. And to your point, Stephen, this is where someone else can help you, whether it's a, a consultant, a coach, an agency, they have the experience, they have the insight, they can help lead you down that path. But you made another really good point, which is that anybody you invest in marketing should help pay for themselves. 
You know, marketing should generate revenue and results. If it doesn't, you're doing something wrong. Yeah, and I always say that too, like to the SEO consultants uh, we use, or I, I'm actually an advisor to an SEO consulting company just as a, a mentor. And I say, I say to them, I say, you, why can't you just say, I will give your money back if you don't produce, if I don't produce the results, if they don't produce the results that turn into customers. Because the fact of the matter is every client that becomes a client for my company. I know exactly how we acquired that client. Every single one, okay? Now, uh, you know, I, I know where they came from. Sometimes, unfortunately, with if it comes over through SEO and Google, I don't know, I, it, unfortunately, they don't do this anymore. I remember several years ago, Google used to give you the keyword that they came in from, for, and that was great. And then Google figured out, oh, well, people can lim- are limiting their their budget because they know exactly the keywords. So, you know, Google's smarter than everybody else out there. But, <laughs> um, but the fact of the matter is, is, is like, I'm trying to say to everybody, you should know how you acquired your client. And I don't think it's always going back to your clients and saying, oh, by the way, how did you find us? Because I've done that. And it, it's, they're like, oh, well, I did a Google search, right? Okay. Well, what was the Google what where what page did you go on? Because like for my marketing, I know the page they came in on. So you know it's it's that granular uh, of a level. To take me through the process when I, I think it's great that you came from a software background because I think you really understand people who are not marketing people because of that. Yes, right. So take me through a process. You're you're about to potentially bring on a new client as a marketing uh, coach. Tell me, take me through the process of what you would go with them. Yeah. First thing, we start with an audit, an assessment. We want to figure out, you know, what have you done? uh, What's worked? What hasn't worked? What are you doing right now? And most importantly, where are you investing or not investing? And like I said, very often there's two initial problems. One, you're spending a lot of money in marketing activities that have no chance of working you know, for your industry or whatever, you know, some of my clients, for example, are uh, B2B, their deal size is, you know, $7 million. They're not going to get a client from, you know, necessarily SEO. You don't Google something and, and buy it first time you see it for $7 million. And so some tactics just don't work for your business. And this is, I think, to the silver bullet discussion, you have to know what works for your industry, for your business. The other problem is you're not investing enough in the things that have a chance to work. You know, and so you have to figure out what are the things that you know can work and invest the correct amounts there. And third, I think, is the support. Like you mentioned, what resources do you really have? Marketing takes collateral. You know, you have to produce images and copy and text and you have to you know, do activities to market. And if you don't have the people to do that, if you don't have the time to do that, you need to get that help. And that's what you mentioned earlier, Stephen, about, you know, having a consultant who can help you, having an agency who can support you. You know, too often businesses think that marketing is just talking to customers and, you know, posting on Facebook. That's not it. There's a lot of activity behind marketing and a lot of strategy behind it. You need the time and effort to put into that. So starting with an audit, we look at that. But more importantly, it's then installing the process. Once we know what you should do and how you should do it and you have the resources to do it, you need a process, a system to make sure you can do this continually day in and day out. Like I said, it's not enough to just do a little bit here and hope for results. And then finally, we have to tweak that process. We have to get the metrics, look at the numbers, 
and make adjustments based on what we're seeing work and not work. This isn't instinct. This isn't gut feeling. We look at the data, see what works, see what doesn't, and change and adjust. And look at the pandemic. I mean, everything can get disrupted at any point. And that's why you have to look at the data, you have to look at the numbers, and you have to look at your return on investment. Again, marketing should generate revenue and results. And if it's not, then it's not working. You need to change something. Yeah, I'm such a big, I, I'm a big fan of bringing in a consultant like like you, Tim, in that, um, you know, I don't always say that. Like, you know, I don't always say because I don't have any experience with you, Tim. So I, I, I'm not trying to, uh, uh, to push, but at the concept of bringing on a marketing person who is a consultant, to me is there's there's a there is a, a compelling reason for that, and the one and the main reason for a lot of times using consultants. Okay, it could be an accountant, a lawyer, a consultant. The reason to me is that you have all the experience of dealing with all these different industries, and so when I hire you, I'm bringing you. I'm getting all that experience. So so let's say I'm an engineering firm that fixes bridges, right? And 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 I, I'm having a problem with the marketing side, right? Uh, I want to get over you know 20 million and I'm at you know seven million and we're just not getting there, right? Uh and so if I bring Tim on, Tim's gonna say like something that you said before, yeah, uh, you're not gonna get there with social media. Right. Okay. You're going to get there through this other marketing method because I have experience. Tim has experience in dealing in that industry. Right. You know, so you get me right into it. I, I don't waste money on social media. I don't waste time. I get, he's like, no, that's not the way you do it. You do it this way. Right. Absolutely. And I, right. And so I think that, you know, it's just saving me time and money by bringing someone in who has all this experience already. Yeah, Stephen, that's the problem with marketing when you don't know about marketing is that you hire an SEO company and they do yeah. SEO. You hire a Facebook ad company, they do Facebook ads. And you better hope you made the right choice that that's the right avenue for you because that's all they do. And you need someone to guide you as you're saying. And I have a, a unique benefit and advantage as you described. I, you know, I have clients in the pet industry, in the manufacturing industry, in the B2B, all sorts of industries, in CPG, you know, retail, e-commerce, you name it. I see everything. And I get to play with those companies' money, basically, and see what works and see what doesn't. And so my clients love that because, like you said, I've, I've been there, I've done that, I've seen it all, you know, both the good and the bad, let me tell you. Um, but as a result, you know, it's very easy for me to come in and say, this is never going to work. What you need to do is over here, and here's how much you should invest, and here's the latest tactics that are working, and here's how to, you know, outcompete with the competition based on what's happening today. And by the way, here's the trends that are around the corner. So it's a, a really powerful advantage, and I'm very fortunate because I get paid to learn, you know, on the job uh, every day in so many different industries. But you have to have someone who can guide you in that, uh, even if it's just, you know, advisory guiding and saying, "Go over here, don't go over there," because, like you said, some agencies only do certain types of marketing, and if you pick the wrong agency, they're just going to do that type of marketing, and you'll be stuck no matter what you do. Yeah, and I would, I would, I would much rather bring on someone like Tim, who's a consultant then hire a full-time marketing person. Uh, I And the reason why I just said, Tim has the experience working with a whole bunch of different industries where if you bring, you know, a, somebody in to work full-time in your in your agency, in your company, excuse me, uh, you know, they 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 haven't had that depth of scope. You know, maybe they had a couple jobs, right? right? 
So I, I, I like that. Um, you know, even the, you know, so, and I think it is important as a small business. I think it is important that a business owner spends, listen, uh, I'll just throw a figure out there. 25% of their time on marketing, at least Absolutely. Right? if they're you working with Tim, right? I think that, and Tim will hold you accountable to that. Um, and, and kind of lead you or uh, honestly, you can also outsource it to Tim and, and, you know, get it down a little bit lower, um, because he's, he, you know, you're, you're getting it all together. I, you know, I also think too, like, I'll have to say this. And I think that social media is the biggest bull <laughs> for lead generation. Uh, now I think it's, some people do well with it, Right. But it is, and it's like this shiny object that everybody's always shining That's, out in front of you. But like, especially, I mean, I'm, I've always been in B2B. So in business to business, social media, I, I really have my doubts and I've done it. I've done yeah. social media and, you know, and not spent a ton of money on it, but never been impressed with the results. Well, I think you're right, Stephen. You know, and this is the lure of it, I think, is that it's so easy seemingly, right, that you know, we can just invest a little bit of money, post a couple times, you know, and, and the leads will flow in and they'll be hot and they'll be perfect clients for us. And it's never the case. You know, marketing is, is not easy. Uh, if it was, your competition would just be, you know, yes. thriving and dominating. And so you have to realize that marketing is hard. It's really, really hard. And also every dollar you spend is gone until you get a return on it, until you have a customer walk in the door. And so you have to be really thoughtful and really careful about where you spend your money on marketing. And that's why we have to, you know, go slowly and measure and scale up as we see what works. Because the reality here, no one knows what works in marketing. You know, uh, not myself, not you, not the listener, not your agency. Nobody knows. And the reason nobody knows is because it keeps changing. Every day it changes. The platforms change. The technology changes. Culture changes. Your competition is changing. And so as a result of that, we have to go methodically and test things. And tweak it. Like I said, it's this machine that we have to finely tune for you to figure out what is your silver bullet, what's going to work for your company, for your customers, for your message, for your size. And your marketing will change as you grow too. You know, what you do today will work, but as you grow the company, your marketing needs to change as well in different ways. And so you have to constantly be thinking about that and be very careful about how you approach marketing, how you think about marketing, and how you invest in marketing. Because it's very easy, as you know, Stephen, more than more than most people. You can you can throw a lot of money at marketing and get nothing back if you're not careful. Yeah, I was going to raise that point. I mean, try fooling around with Google AdWords paid for search. <laughs> okay? And it you can lose a lot of money. You can lose a lot of money and and I also give you like don't outsource it to a to an agency and think that they know what they're doing. You have to know how Google AdWords works. You have to know how SEO works. I mean, it's daunting, but I would tell you, like, I've become an SEO expert because uh, it, I've done it for so long, but I just read. It's not difficult. I read, I pay attention. I mean, I'll give you an example too. Like in 2019, during COVID, um, I thought, Things slow down in our company during the next two years. And, and I thought, you know what? I, I was between agencies and for uh, SEO. 
and I said, let me, let me dive into the technical end of understanding SEO. And instead of me like kind of understanding a layman's perspective of SEO, search engine optimization, natural searches, and letting my agency do the work, let me dive into the technical end. Well, I dive into like watching videos and understanding technology. Uh, it, I understand now. I start really doing it. I actually hire a company to coach me in SEO. So I actually did the work myself. And um, and what I found out was the SEO companies that I had been using over the fifteen years were really not um, doing the right work. They, they left out a part of SEO uh, that it was too hard for them to do, all right, because it took too much time, but the results were, were really uh, valuable. So, you know, this, again, has to do with getting, you know, knowing. So what I'm saying to you is everyone I know doesn't have 95% of their time to spend on marketing. But even if you are working with an SEO company or a, a company that does pay-per-click, you got to get in with them and understand what they're doing and why they're doing it. Because I can tell you, they're going to come up with keywords that you th- that they think are good for you. Yeah. And like, like for example, I'll give you one example. Okay. Keyword for financing solutions, line of credit. Right. Sounds simple. Right. But we don't provide lines of credit to, to uh, personal lines of credit. We right. provide business lines of credit. So, you know, our keyword is business lines of credit. If my agency goes after the word lines of credit, they're getting people who are clicking on my ad, which costs a lot of money. Yeah. Right. And they're the wrong people. So that's a great it, example, Stephen, of how easy it is to lose a lot of money, especially even if you think your agency knows what they're doing. You know, if they're not careful and you're not watching it, you know, a month goes by. And you've wasted thousands and thousands of dollars without knowing it. It's a great example. Yeah, and that's where it pays uh, to really get them on top of it. So, um, so what are the trends right now? What are what are? Uh, it's hard to say across the board, but let's talk about the B two B space. What is the trends right now of marketing? What you know? What are people doing uh, a lot of? Well, you know, the pandemic shut down B two B in terms of events. You know, trade shows and, and in person events were huge, obviously for B two B, and the pandemic put a stop to that. We're finally seeing now the resurgence of events, but it's interesting to see that events are shifting and changing. That people have become more comfortable with being virtual, with being remote, and so even you know, really big, massive events, thousand person events today have a virtual component to them, which makes a lot of sense because you know you can access people from other countries who can't travel as easily, from other states who have other obligations. And so we're seeing this kind of hybrid event, which is really interesting and really new, I think, in the B2B space. But we're not really familiar with how to do this well yet. So there's a lot of learning going on in terms of events and the event space. It'll be interesting to see how that continues to develop and emerge. I would say the other really big thing, you know, even if you're in B2C, is video. And there's a lot of talk about TikTok and all this stuff, but Regardless, video, it's been coming for years. Now is the time. If you're not producing video for your business, you absolutely need to be. I'm not saying you should be on TikTok necessarily, but you need to produce video. You should have video testimonials on your website. You should have videos from your founder, from yourself, talking about your business. You should be posting videos on whatever platforms you're on 
I even send videos to my email newsletter list. You know, I want people to see me and get to know who I am and really hear from me personally. Video is key. It's going to become more valuable and more important. Now and now, more and more, less people are reading things and they want to watch things. It's the new generation. So, you know, you can start a YouTube channel. There's lots of ways to use video, but make sure you're investing now and thinking about how will you create video. It's going to be really, really valuable and really important as we move into the next couple of years. Tim, what do you do? I uh, This is a very specific question, but it does relate to more me. Um, and plus, I don't have to pay you to give any of the advice. <laughs> uh, you know, I, what do you do if you have a client that's in another state that's far and you want to get a video testimonial of them? What do you, how do you make arrangements for something like that? Yeah, there's two ways. One, you know, with a lot of these tools nowadays, the, you can do it remotely and it's, it's actually pretty decent if you co- coach them through setting up their uh, environment. So, you know, have a pre-call or make the call an hour and spend the first 20 minutes on saying, move your light over here, fix this, change the background, that sort of thing, if they're amenable to that and willing to do that. The second is to hire a contractor who's a videographer and say, look, I need three hours of your time in that state, whatever state it is, go to this location, set everything up, you know, send me a test picture, basically a test frame to make sure it looks good. Here's the, you know, here's the questions, here's the script. I want to be involved and they'll they'll involve you with it. They can either have you, you know, on the call or they can ask the questions, interview the person, depends on how you want to do it. But it's really actually fairly easy if you just, you know, find a contractor, a videographer in that state. There's a lot of freelancers, freelance videographers who are happy to do that. They love the quick, easy, you know, high value work for them. But for us, it's only, you know, a couple hundred bucks to get that to happen. So where, where what site would you go to to find a, a videographer in that state? Yeah, that's a great question. There's a couple of really good sites uh, to use. You know, Marketer Hire is one good site. Uh, there's another site, Upwork, uh, upwork.com. Yep. You can find people in the States. Uh, and there's a lot of freelancers on there. It's a really good place to find videographers, but also your network as well. I mean, if you know people in that state, like your customer even, uh, asking for referrals or even just a quick Google search of, you know, whatever city it is, plus, you know, videographer or freelance videographer, you can find some people who are ever on the, as you know, SEO, whoever's on the first page of Google, they're doing a pretty good job. They know what they're doing. So always a good person to think about hiring. Now, the um, can you do a, uh, this is like, I'm doing this podcast through Zencaster, but of course everybody uses Zoom too. Yes. Could you, could I just do a Zoom call and then take that and send it to somebody and say, change, changes into the testimonial. I guess my only concern would be the lighting. Yeah, that's where, like I said, you can do it remote. You absolutely can go on Zoom and record it. And then the lighting, I would spend, like I said, 10 minutes with the person and say, hey, don't have light behind you. Make sure they're in frame of the camera, you know, so they're not like off to the side or something weird like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Spend some time looking at the setup. camera. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and like, I mean, like you're good right now, but yeah. Sometimes too, it can help to send them a little, uh, uh, I have a big ring light here, but you can send them you know, a $20 Amazon ring light just so they have better lighting in their, in their office, in their room. But yes, once you record it, um, you can go to Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R.com and someone will edit the video for you for really cheap. Or again, Upwork, you can get someone to edit for you really cheap. But I mean, you have to do this. Video testimonials are so powerful. I have some on my site. Um, always be collecting them and, and don't spend time trying to figure out how to edit the video yourself. There are people who are very skilled at this. And so I think it's a great question that if you create any kind of video, whether it's a testimonial or anything else, outsource editing here. Fiverr is a great place to go for editing. Very cheap, very easy. 
great reviews on people. Was it F-I-V-E-R.com? Yes, it is F-I-V-E-R-R.com. Oh, Fiverr. F-I-V-E-R.com. Okay. Exactly. Fiverr with an extra R at the end. Yeah, yeah. I just redid the, my website, which is a big project. It was, But it came out great. Um, now you say about the video testimonial, I probably should do it. You know, Absolutely. We have raving clients. I mean, uh, I, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that from a marketing standpoint. Uh, just I'm saying this. I'm not trying to convert any of our listeners. I'm just <laughs> saying that we have. Like, I never get a client who isn't thrilled that they have their line of credit. Yeah. You know? And then so, um, you know, even goes. You know, we're we're also very active in making sure that you know we ask our clients to give us a review. I mean, I know it's common. But what, what most people don't know, and it doesn't really help us, honestly, but uh, local searches are really big on Google reviews. Yeah. So what, it, what I mean by that is Google uses that as a big part of their algorithm. And this goes back to the idea of knowing SEO, right? Because your SEO company that you're working with, your uh, your, uh, your pay-for-click client, maybe the uh, uh, company's word, they're not going to tell you that. You know, That's not that right. they don't know it. It's that it's just like there's 200 things that Google looks at to evaluate where your site's going to come up. Well, you got to read that Google uh, reviews is one of the evaluations that they use. And so, you know, you have to go back to your clients and say, hey, if if you would give us five stars, would you please give us a review? And luckily, I, I don't have a client that wouldn't give us five stars. So it's Absolutely. easy for me to ask. You know, I just need the process of once a quarter going back to our clients who haven't or who are new and saying, hey, could you do me a favor and write a review? You know, absolutely. And that's another good example, Stephen, of how an agency, because they can't control that, they can't get the reviews for you, you know, because they don't have access to your customers. They won't do it. You know, they won't even tell you, like you said, because it's like they're going to focus on what they can control. And that's something that they know that should happen, but something they can't control. So they're not even going to worry about it. But if you don't know, like you said, then you're not going to do it. And it's so important and so valuable. Yeah, to have that process, like you said, every quarter, go back to your clients who are new, who haven't left a review. And and even, you know, reward people if you need to in the beginning. You know, give them an incentive, give them a discount on a future product, send them a little card, you know, something small, but give them a reason to get that started if you don't have any reviews today. I mean, the reviews are so valuable and so important. Yeah, as you and said. I, just, just to let our audience know why I do it, it's because of trust. Absolutely. You know, I want people to trust us and, um, and although we're giving them our money, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, there's still a, in our industry, an idea that, uh, it's too good to be true. And I, you know, and I want them to know. So, you know, and it's different. Like you don't want to go on your Google review or be it. We use B2B, BBB, uh, better business bureau too, that there's like, um, that there's like three reviews, right? It's right. You, you want a number of reviews. You know, what's interesting, I just learned to see the other day, I don't know if it changed, but the BBB now, um, I don't remember this happening before, but they, they take the average of s- seven reviews. Interesting. Yeah. And I, I didn't click on it enough to say, oh, are they only showing seven reviews too? So that's interesting. Whereas Google shows you all the reviews, right? And um, and so I was like, oh, I wonder if that's a change I just never noticed before. So yeah, well, regardless, like you said, you can never have too many reviews. No, and uh, the more you can, and it's not just about the reviews, as you alluded to. You know, if you go to your customer, you get them to say great things about you in a review, that helps. 
But more importantly, you're reminding them and helping them remind themselves of the wonderful experience they've had with you, which means that you know now you're top of mind with them. And when they interact with someone, they're going to recommend you. They're going to think of you. So there's so many other benefits extrinsic to leaving a review that it helps remind people of the wonderful value you gave to them. And it helps them think of you for the future and to recommend and refer you to others. So having a process, like I said, marketing is a process. Having a process for going back, getting those reviews, staying top of mind for people is so important if you want to grow. Yeah, I, uh, I'll give everyone this analogy um, that, I, that I sometimes use is... If you if you look at my fingers, you can't on on yeah. I mean, we do we're doing this podcast through video too. But um, but if you look at my fingers, like a uh, like um, I, I'm working, I'm managing a manuet. Is that the right word? A uh, a puppet. Yes. Let's just say a puppet, right? And my fingers have the strings on all of them, right? And and I believe that I have complete control of the success of my business because. I can control how many clients, how many leads I get, how many clients I get. And I'm not manipulating my clients, so don't use that analogy. I, I, I believe that our revenue for our company is completely dependent on my ability to get good prospects coming to us. And that's, I've always felt that way. And I, it's, it, it's, so excitingly fun to me. <laughs> I love that, Stephen. I love that because that's what really marketing is about. I can, I can get this sense of this energy from you that you're obsessed with uh, people and customers and, and you're so excited about the value your company can deliver and, and you're um, thrilled to join those two things together. You can't wait to go out and express the value that you can help bring to people and bring the right people in the door because you know it'll transform their businesses when you can help them do this. And, and that really is the essence of great marketers, that you're so passionate and excited about helping people with what you have, meeting them where they're at, and helping them understand how this will help them and benefit them and get them to where they want to be. You know, Zig Ziglar is a, a famous uh, a speaker yep. and author in the past, and he always said, you can have anything you want in life if you help enough other people get what they want first. And I think, you know, in business, that's the truth. You know, you can have a growing, successful, thriving, multi-million dollar business if you just be obsessed with helping your customers get what they want and doing it through the value you provide and making sure that you can continue, as you said, to reach the right people and help them understand that. I think it's a really great way to be. And it's important that we're all obsessed this way with marketing, with helping people and with delivering our message and our value to people and helping them understand and see that truly. Oh, that's a great way to end it. I uh, our podcast. I, I you know. I think at the end of the day, is I'm lucky. I really believe in what we do. You know, I, I've I've had personal experiences in working with commercial banks. They stink, <laughs> and uh, and I really believe in having a line of credit as a backup plan. It's just now I combine that with getting the word out, and it's just an incredible combination. And, you know, I, I really, it's nice to believe it, uh, believe in what you do for a living. 100%. So, uh, I, you know, it was a great way to end it. Uh, I'm, I'm shocked that a young guy like you uh, referenced Zig Ziglar because he's an old timer. Older than I look. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, you know, I'd like to thank so very much Tim Parkin from Parkin Consulting for coming on today's podcast. If you like today's podcast, please feel free to share it with a friend and also subscribe on your fa- favorite podcasting app. Please also give us a review. 
Um, if, as long as it's five star, uh, it really helps the algorithms uh, get to know uh, the Entrepreneur MBA podcast, which is now in the top 5% of uh, podcasts for entrepreneurship. And if you're looking for, thank you for helping us get that way. And if you're looking for a line of credit for your business, you can also call us at 862-207-4118 or visit our website at fscreditline.com. That's FS as in financing solutions, creditline.com. Tim, if anyone wants to get in touch with you, how would they go about doing that? Absolutely. The best way is my website, timparkin.com, T-I-M-P-A-R-K-I-N.com. You can email me, tim at timparkin.com, or I'm very active on LinkedIn if you want to connect there. I would love to talk to anybody, help them, guide them the right way. I'm a connector, so I won't try to sell you on anything. I'll try to point you in the right direction. If I can help you, I'll do so. Otherwise, I have a huge network. I'd be happy to connect you to the right person to help you. Thank you, Tim. I really appreciate uh, all your insight today. Thanks, Stephen. It was a, a real pleasure. Thanks so much. Yep. And so the takeaway for that I got from today was this, and I've said this maybe on one or two other podcasts. Oh, I think more than that. And this is like the 170th podcast. You got to spend time on marketing. You got to spend time on marketing. It's the key to your business. And um, if you want to make money, if you want to get past that $10 million in revenue, you got to have a marketing system down. Other than that, I mean, everybody, last thing I always say too is uh, make sure you're taking good care of yourself. This is a marathon, not a sprint. So if you're putting in killer hours, you better take some time back and make sure you're taking good time for yourself. All right, everybody have a great day. 